0: This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Raines, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course podcast host. With a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex shh like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. This is your host Keyshawn Reigns, and today I got a chance to sit down with a really cool human being she's actually a pretty big deal in the tech world and the creative genius behind the social audio app wisdom today I sit down and talk with Dayo Akronade and we had a lovely conversation about what it means to be one of the most influential people in the world of tech so Go ahead, get comfortable, sit back, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and get ready for another conversation. Okay. Well, I am just over the moon excited about this conversation that we're about to have. Um, when I was contacted over the summer I got a random email in my inbox one day from a company called Wisdom. And the email said, we're creating a community, a community of mentors, a space where we can democratize conversations and really create conversations that matter. And I felt really special when I got this email. And when the app officially launched a couple of weeks ago, I immediately said to myself, you know what would be really cool, Keyshawn, is if you could invite the creator of this app to be a guest on the podcast. And today is that day. So i am you can't see my smile right now, but I'm smiling from ear to ear. Just so grateful for the time and the opportunity to be able to connect. So I'm going to allow today's guest to start to take up some space in this conversation. If you would go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, just by telling us your name, where you're from, and what you stand for.
1: Hi, you, Sean. First of all, thank you again for having me. So my name is Dayo Renade, and I am a dual nationalities so I am both British and Nigerian and I stand for diversity in tech and democratizing access to knowledge. Hmm.
0: Diversity in tech when I hear that term it takes me back to the days when I was interviewing for a job with a technology company that we know as Apple. I was So nervous (laughs) and so uncomfortable at first when I was sitting in a room full of about 22 other applicants. I was the only woman and I was the only black woman who was in this room. And at the moment, I immediately started to feel a little nervous about walking into this tech environment. However, I quickly discovered that I was exactly where I was meant to be and I felt comfortable starting to take up some space. So could you talk to me a little bit, Dayo, about how you're taking up space as a Black woman in the world of tech?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I wanted to say I can totally relate to that sentiment of I am the only one. Why am I the only one? my journey in tech and as a black woman in tech, because I think there's those things, that intersectionality cannot be ignored. So I I would say it started uh, from my degree. My degree was computer science. So I'm always somebody who's, I've always been interested in tech and computers and how they work. After I finished my degree, I, moved into IT management consulting. So I was an IT management consultant in the city of London at big four firms for many years. That was definitely a great training ground, opportunities to travel, work with very smart people, work in many different countries. Uh, I will say that although I had a lot of variety uh, in my job, I often did always feel like the only one, meaning maybe the only Black person, oftentimes, yeah, the only Black person either within the project, sometimes the floor of the office, sometimes the group, you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, sometimes it felt like the building, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, t- to your point, I think it's something that is, I think it's, it's often skipped over when we think about uh, workplace dynamics Mm. and how does it feel to be the only one Um, and I'll I'll tell a, a quick I'll tell a quick story I mean and I'll I'll tie it in where when I eventually I began to get to the point in management consulting where I started to feel that I could do more I realized that I was enjoying the project more where I was given some kind of leadership role, whether I was leading the project or leading a function. I realized that I enjoy working more and I'm more effective when I'm leading and when I'm making decisions and setting the direction because it meant that I had buy-in to the solution. And I'm the type of person that it is hard for me to have buy-in unless I had input into when the solution was designed. So those were the things that were uh, pushing me towards, uh, I would say, you know, leadership and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So when I left consulting, I, I did I did two things. I I did a part time uh, masters in uh, technology at University mm-hmm. College London, and I also started um, I co-concepted and started working on a program, and the program is called One Tech, and to date, it is London's largest diversity in startups program and possibly one of the UK's largest diversity in startups program. And it's a program that was con- conceptualized between my group and uh, the London Mayor and um, backed by the JPMorgan Chase Foundation. And the objective of One Tech was to increase the diversity Mm -hmm. of uh, startup founders in London because what they found was that London is a very diverse city Mm -hmm. but when we look at the individuals who want to start tech businesses that diversity is not representative of the diversity of London and in particular the groups that were underrepresented were uh, women ethnic Mm -hmm. minorities people who did not have uh, degrees people who were um, from immigrant families Mm -hmm. and and they were all underrepresented. And so whilst the program consisted of a number of initiatives, we realized that what we saw as one of the key drivers for the lack of diversity in tech founders was a lack of mentoring, a Mm. lack of access to mentoring. Because oftentimes, you know, as founders, as creators, oftentimes we're driven to create because we want to solve a problem. Right. And oftentimes, particularly if the problem you want to solve is B2B, so you feel that a particular industry Mm -hmm. has a particular problem. It is very important when you're at the idea stage to be able to get access and mentoring to somebody experienced within that industry because they can help you validate the problem. So, you know, quick example, maybe, maybe if I decide I want to build some tech for, uh, I don't know, the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. it would be very helpful if I could speak to a couple of people who have owned and operated restaurants so right. I can validate that this problem, which I think you have and this thing that I think I want to build, you know, would you use it? Would you buy it? And what we found often happened with founders from underrepresented groups, they didn't have access to that knowledge and to that mentoring, because oftentimes, you know, depending on the situation you are born into, the family you are born into, you may not have, I don't know, restaurant owners within your community, or if you think mm-hmm. you want to become a lawyer, you may not have lawyers within your community or who are your neighbors or people who, you know, people can make a phone call, you know, go go and speak with this person. So I just identified what we felt was a systemic problem in terms of this lack of access to knowledge and this lack of access to mentoring. I certainly found at various stages during my career where I could have really benefited from being able to speak to somebody who looked like me who was about maybe 15 years ahead who could advise me with the benefits of hindsight and and I call that wisdom in a way because I believe wisdom is it's accumulated over time And then I also found that LinkedIn wasn't great for mentoring so sometimes if I saw high profile individuals on LinkedIn especially people maybe who were black and who looked like me because maybe I had specific questions related to my experience as a black woman I would try and message them but I think I found that I think LinkedIn is built for people within your network who you're mm-hmm. already connected to LinkedIn that they actively discourage you from trying to connect with people who are not within your network right so what does that mean it means that the people with the access and the power and the knowledge are keeping it within their networks you know that's how LinkedIn is designed so what I saw with wisdom was the opportunity to unbundle LinkedIn use social audio to connect knowledge seekers with mentors and so the idea being that if there is an individual maybe has a problem who needs some advice needs some help let's make it so that you can download wisdom and have a conversation with someone or listen to one of their talks but I'm enabling you to access someone who perhaps in the course of your day-to-day life you may not ever able to have access to that type of person right. because they're not within your network or your also, you know, kind of your social circle. Right. I,
0: I wholeheartedly can relate to the value of having a mentor. I remember when I first, you know, went in just to, into the job market, you know, even as a teenager, having a store manager that worked at the little fast food restaurant where I got my first job at 15, who was probably about 10 years older than I was. And she took me under her wing. She was a black woman. Who what if I was 15, she might have been in her 20s. But she seemed much older because I didn't know any better. But she took me under her wing and really taught me things that I needed to know to be able to navigate that space. And then over time, as I progressed as an adult and entered, you know, the corporate world, I also found mentors, whether they reached out to me specifically and said, Hey, young one, let me take you under my wing and kind of show you the ropes. Or if I sought out a mentor, it was typically someone who, like you said, was not only older chronologically, but just more experienced in whatever that particular environment was, and also willing to teach and willing to reach back and willing to lift up someone to kind of show them the, the do's and don'ts, so to speak, of a particular field of study or a particular working environment. And the value of mentorship, I think is is sometimes overlooked when we think of the professional space, because we have, you know, a hierarchy that exists in corporate America. We have a hierarchy that exists in most organizations. And unless someone self-identifies themselves as a mentor, the person who's seeking that mentor can often feel lost. And what I like about what you touched on, which is something that most people might not know about you, folks who are listening to this podcast now or, you know, listening later, is that Dio is the, I would say, the, the genius behind this amazing community called Wisdom. And when I had an opportunity to be introduced to this app briefly over the summer, and then when it launched in the early fall, I was so pleased at the talks and the conversations that were happening in this space. I was so grateful as a creator, as a podcaster, as a coach, as a mentor to be able to have one location, a safe space. I think wisdom creates a very safe space for conversations that really allow people to connect. I've been able to do talks on meditation and talks about you know, brief breath work and micro dosing meditation and breath work and having some rising thoughts conversations where I've had a chance to, to chat with people who otherwise I probably would not have connected with and I can say as a, as a contributor to the app, as a top mentor in the community on wisdom, I'm so grateful that you took the leap to be able to solve a problem that was existing in the community of professionals as it relates to being able to find one another, like you said, knowledge seekers and mentors and bringing those people together. It's only been what, almost six weeks now since official launch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, my experience has been fantastic. I took a couple of days off over this last week and, you know, went on a little mini retreat and kind of unplugged from everything. And then when I got back on today, I jumped right into another great conversation. So I'm just, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been like as the developer once wisdom became public? How, how are you feeling about how it's doing so far?
1: Oh, God. My, <laughs> that, that's, such, that's such a big and thoughtful question. Um, and uh, I know I'll, I'll also maybe just describe, because it's okay. helpful if I describe a little bit about how wisdom works. And then yeah. I'll, I'll tie that in, because I think the design of uh, wisdom was very intentional, to mm-hmm. curate a community of helpful people everyone on wisdom by and large is there because they have knowledge that they you know that, that, that they want to share and help and, and to your point um i love hearing that you feel it's it's a safe space because you know i think that that was the intention so i mean in terms of how you know wisdom works as i said we are a social audio app a uh, live drop in social audio you can think of us as Clubhouse meets Masterclass. I think mm-hmm. That's a great way to like visualize it. And as we said, our overall mission is to democratize access to mentoring. And in essence, the way Wisdom works. And when I say we, you can be a mentor or an expert. They mentors go live and they give live talks mm-hmm. on a set topic to an audience of listeners. Listeners can either listen in or they have the option to queue up to ask the mentor questions. The mentor can choose who they call up as guests and there is a timer to keep the conversation moving. So Mm -hmm. what it would mean is when a mentor is giving a live talk, say they have set their guest timer for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. It means that as a mentor, you can come up, you have 10 minutes to ask your question, 10 minutes to get your answer, And then when the 10 minutes is up, the uh, listener is moved back in with the rest of the listeners. And then the next person can come up. So in essence, you know, wisdom has been built to help mentors and experts share their wisdom and to help listeners, they can participate in the talk, but, you know, with the perspective of of asking a question or maybe having a discussion Mm -hmm. and, and, and having the answer and, to you know to your point yes so we are officially just over five five weeks old it it, it feels like five months because <laughs> so much has happened there's there's already been so many uh moments such as uh wisdom we've now been featured in the uh, and so there's this thing in you know we are on ios right now in the apple store with android soon to follow we've been featured in the apple store uh four times so Mm -hmm. far uh which for a new app that is newly launched is like uh, amazing so it's kind of a
0: big deal yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: it's it's like a dream it's like a dream that you want at least to happen once Mm -hmm. in your life so Mm -hmm. we featured in like the hot downloads list meaning we were getting downloaded a lot we've been featured in the listening section as apps that are great for listening yeah. which is great because mm-hmm. it's also worth noting with wisdom that uh, you know because as you know Kishan, you know your wisdom it, it works two ways you can either listen to live conversations and participate and drop in mm-hmm. or you can listen to you know recorded conversations so I think that's why we you know we were listed in the listening section um, I've also had the privilege and the honor to interview uh, you know like a few I mm-hmm. think quite amazing, uh, notable people. Uh, one being um, Andre the Hawk, uh, who is uh, he's like a renowned baseballer. He's um, mm-hmm. he was in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, had a twelve-year career. Um, African American man, and now he runs a funeral home in Miami, Florida, and you know he's been running that through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And he just he just had a, a very moving. Uh, life story to share and a lot of wisdom to tap into. I uh, also had the privilege of interviewing the actor uh, James Masters, who is best known for his role as Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And he also had a leading role in Torchwood and Smallville and, and a lot of other major TV shows, you know, which that was great. Um, and then also had the chance to interview Kenny G, uh, who is the well known American instrumentalist, the saxophonist that mm-hmm. has. Also- <laughs> romantic
0: and yeah. in feelings. that's the, the after seven the after dark jazz is what I call Kenny G <laughs>
1: yeah like the music it just has this way of um just kind of moving you because mm-hmm. and you know we chose him because uh he's had a 40-year career
0: yes he has
1: um, and I just think for anyone to last in the music industry for 40 years that takes some wisdom to be able to stay relevant uh manage your business correctly right the music business you know Mm -hmm. it's a a business (laughs) or not. so there's been some uh it's been great there's been some amazing highs like that and and I love the variety of uh a founder role which is you know some people like that kind of consistency thing which we're going to be doing every day but Mm -hmm. I do love that my day can be a mixture of you know researching to interview high profile people but to your point in terms of the experience of of course there is an engineering team to look after Mm -hmm. the app has been built we need to i need to listen to the users prioritize all the wisdomers as we call them listen to the wisdomers (laughs) hear the feedback prioritize what features you know we're going to build and 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 yeah so hopefully that gives you so it's been a really joyous journey the the feedback and the support has it's been more than I could have hoped for it's been so overwhelming um but you know but I think also I know wisdom is touching lives and, and and changing lives you know I I spoke to a woman on the app yesterday and she said she told me that she was never very confident at public speaking. Mm-hmm. And she said, wisdom is helping me. You know, like I'm, I'm practicing here. I spoke to uh, one of our creators, uh, Isaac uh, Mashman. He's mm-hmm. like a branding expert. He he's very brave. He gave up a place. He decided to not go to college and start entrepreneurship. And he told me that he closed uh, a client, like a 12, uh, mm-hmm. I, think it was, I think it was a $12,000 deal. Uh, through wisdom through a client that he met on wisdom and and he's and he's not just the only person like I've had a couple of conversations like that Mm -hmm. where um it's showing that you know people are helping themselves people are helping other people but also ultimately you know that this is a business and creators like yourself are Mm -hmm. spending time on wisdom and it's also important to me that uh Wisdom becomes a helpful tool for creators so that they can grow their following, grow their personal brand, and also monetize their, you know, like off their knowledge and their expertise.
0: And that's exactly what it's doing. I mean, exactly what it's doing. I've had the privilege of connecting with a couple of wisdomers, uh, Tariko Satterfield and Cassidy. Um, they're both amazing, amazing people. Tariko hosts these talks called "Uncomfortable Conversations" or having hard conversations, and every single day, he helps to hold the space for people to be able to either have an uncomfortable conversation with themselves in in a very public way, and he also just creates the opportunity for you to really feel heard and understood, and so we connected through wisdom and then we DM'd through Instagram and now he's going to be a featured guest on the podcast. The same with Cassidy. She's a social media like guru. She's got all the tips and tricks about how to navigate social media to promote your personal brand and to use it for marketing. And she was just like the sweetest person to talk to and connect with. So I just want to commend you and say as a creator, as a person who has been podcasting since 2018, using apps like anchor FM as, you know, my primary way of getting my voice out there. Wisdom has made the connection with like-minded individuals who are really interested in thought provoking conversations. That connection has been made so much simpler and so seamless and You just you've done a good job. You're doing a good job. I just have to let you know. I'm so excited and happy to be a part of the community, and I just look forward to seeing where it goes from here. I see no nothing but good stuff coming from it. And every time I jump on, I like that you mentioned that it's been noted as one of the top apps for listening because I not only create podcasts, I also listen to podcasts probably more so than anything else, with the exception of music. And sometimes I'll be getting ready in the morning and I'll jump into a wisdom talk and just kind of listen. And even hearing the dialogue that happens, there's always an aha moment, something notable, something I can relate to, like an amen, you know, moment where I'm like, yes, okay. And who was that? And I can go back and I can look at the app. It's super clean. I love the dark mode. I love the purple colors. And I can follow people and I can go back and listen to other talks that they've had. So you know, this is, I just, I, if anyone has not yet downloaded the wisdom app, by the time you hear this podcast, I hope that this is your reminder to go ahead and do that and and get in on these conversations that really are making a difference. So I just want to say thank you again for that. We're going to switch gears a little bit. This is the part of my podcast where I want to let my listeners get to know a little bit more about you the person behind this amazing community that you've created through the wisdom app so I'm gonna
1: ask yeah go ahead I was gonna say if it's okay just to to tell off on what you said because I also just wanted to first of all thank you and because wisdom is nothing without our mentors and our experts and and our creators and of course the listeners um you know it's it it it's yeah it's nothing without this so I just wanted to you know first of all thank you
0: Mm -hmm. uh, for
1: that and anyone else who may be listening in and thank you for encouraging people who are listening in I think absolutely if you're somebody that um, our metric is uh, conversations that matter that's our North Star metric and helping people to connect to a conversation that matters uh, to them And, and also like I'm glad wisdom it, it's useful for you right as you said mm-hmm. in terms of connecting with like-minded people i know you mentioned the dms but um i want to say uh because i can sometimes give away in terms of uh, what is on our road map and what okay we will be using, but uh i think it's important for the wisdom community to also to connect offline so they can kind of collaborate and, and process things so just just you know a little tip to let you know and your listeners to have a first look in i think dms are coming we are also looking at from a podcasting perspective because we do have a really strong podcasting community Mm. on wisdom and in fact this has just been shipped this week where we are uh, providing in essence the option when recording for people to uh you can increase the sound quality Oh, of your recordings on wisdom now I'm not a technical person so I I can't well I am technical but I'm not an audio technical person <laughs> so I can't tell you the number okay. off the top of my head in terms of the sound quality available but I can say that you know we've consulted with a lot of podcasters and said what audio quality you know works for you and and that's that has been shift now um shipped now because I was getting, uh, you know, we got feedback from the early community where uh, some people were saying, well, with them, they said, this is a really good way to record your podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a really good way to, easy way to, to receive guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so um, And they were like, well, what if, you know, people had asked, well, can we, can we download the file uh for you know once we finished recording on wisdom so one of the first things we shipped was to say that okay after you have for example created a content content or posted a talk on wisdom or maybe recorded your podcast now you know you can download the audio file Mm -hmm. and now we've increased you know the quality of that as well so I think it now supports high fidelity but yeah let you know let's move on but I just wanted to make sure to let you know because you know this this is a this is a podcast and uh you know, it's uh, yeah. I think I think um, it seems to be a great option for some people who maybe don't want to be fiddling around with all of the equipment.
0: Yes, exa- I was going to say that. I yeah, it's, that is that's exciting news. I'm happy to hear that about not only opportunities to be able to message people that we want to connect with within the app, but also an increase in audio quality. I would say I am uh still relatively new to podcasting it's only been a couple of years and i've pretty much utilized just an app to be able to create all of my content and within wisdom i've had a chance to talk to some more seasoned broadcasters and you know folks who have background in radio and television and sound quality is a conversation that comes up often as far as helping to like legitimize a person's podcast so that's very exciting to know that there's going to be some upgrades in the audio sphere of, of wisdom. I'm looking forward to that for sure. So thank you for sharing that with us. And it's nice to know that your team is still collaborating in conversation with other creators to help improve the quality or increase the availability of the platform that you have put together, that's nice to know as a creator that, you know, our needs are being heard, that we are being paid attention to. And something else that I wanted to mention, actually, before we move on for anyone who is curious about one of the things that makes Wisdom different, as a creator, there's a monetization feature that's built into the Wisdom app, and it uses something called a mentor coin, which is super cool because just by hosting talks, just by going on and kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and having great conversations with people or sometimes like me, just talking to yourself, <laughs> and there's ways for you to be able to earn mentor coins that can be transferred into purchases in real time for things like amazon gift cards and i love amazon i shop there all the time so anytime i can earn some amazon gift cards is a good time so i just wanted to throw that in there i know that creators being able to find spaces where they can monetize their content is really valuable and i appreciate that that was something that was considered with the development of the wisdom app so i want to say Good, good job for that. I appreciate That was one of the things that really tipped the scale for me. And I haven't even cashed out any of my coins yet. I just felt I felt understood as a creator that that was being offered up front.
1: Oh, my gosh, Kishon, like you've described it perfectly. So there's not even, uh, there's not even that, that much for me to, to add. But yes, uh, wisdom has something called mentor coin. And our creators earn coin in proportion to the amount of time that people spend listening to them. And yeah, she put it quite simply, right from within the app, when you're ready, you can exchange the coin for the gift card. And it works with a number of places like Target, Amazon, Starbucks, or you can opt to donate it to charities. And there's a number of uh, charities like Habitat for Humanity and the Clean you know, water funds, so what, I, what we're finding is, yeah, some, uh, a lot of our mentors are just taking it to Amazon or buying themselves a Starbucks, <laughs> and, and, and some people are saying, well, no, I, I you know, I want to donate it to charity, but I think, to your point, I think, you know, what's important with the mental coin, it's wisdom's way of saying, look, we see you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, what we're acknowledging the time that you're spending creating, and I think We also show creators, I think, a great set of statistics in terms of being able to see the talks you've created and how many people have listened on the talks and how many followers you had and who was a guest on the talk. Um, And and of course, you know, MentalCoin is just the the first step, right? Mm -hmm. With our creator only virtual currency, but what is absolutely a priority on the roadmap is also providing the facility for creators to directly monetize and, and that, that's monetized like you know regular currency through the wisdom app as well now I don't know today we're working out and designing exactly what that is going to look like but say for example maybe Kishon if somebody has been uh, who follows you on wisdom maybe mm-hmm. they've listened to a few of your talks uh, maybe they've guested and had like a 10 minute slot to speak to you but they have now decided that they want to book you for a one-to-one audio consultation. And what I want is for you to be able to do that through the wisdom app Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and then. So you can have perhaps your, your private or your dedicated, uh, I'm calling it like kind of like your audio office hours, or your audio, you know, uh, advice. So I want to sort of cut out the follow-up in the DMs, exchanging emails, scheduling, mm-hmm. we gonna meet Zoom, this. I'm like, no, we're on social audio now, it's live. Let let's get, you know, let, let, let's get into the session and and do the mentoring or the advising or the consultation. So Yeah.
0: Which would be a great user experience. I mean, I would say for both the the mentor and the, the potential client or the mentor and the listener to be able to move a person from a place where they're ready to be able to lean in and they're ready to say, okay, yes, I want to have a one-on-one conversation. I'm ready to take the next step. And then to say, oh, well, DM me and then I'll send you an email and then I'll send you a link. And then we get on, the- it's so many other steps. By the time they get to the Zoom, they might've lost the motivation or the courage to be able to actually lean into having that one-on-one conversation with a mentor. So I look forward to seeing what the team at Wisdom comes up with to be able to create that opportunity for listeners and mentors to have one-on-one conversations in, in like you said, sort of audio office hours. I think that's going to be great. I'm definitely looking forward to that.
1: Absolutely. Great.
0: <laughs> that's going to be good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'm not going to keep you too long, Dio, because you are in an entirely different time zone. And so I believe it's nighttime where you are right now. So before we before we go, we're going to switch gears and we're going to let the listeners get to know a little more about you. I have some kind of fun fact questions that I like to offer to each of my podcast guests. And I think we already answered one of them, which is probably the one thing that a lot of people don't know about you, which is of course that you were the creator of the wisdom app so my next question for you is if you could reside anywhere in the world where would you live and why
1: okay so I I I grew up between uh two countries the UK and Nigeria and, and quite literally between like uh maybe every few years or months back and forth on a plane so if I could reside anywhere in the world my answer is uh I it's not going to be any one place because I do like the freedom and the and the flexibility to know that I am not too tied down to one particular location. Mm-hmm. So actually, my answer to that is I, I would choose to be even more mobile and even more nomadic that like as, as i possibly can be you know i think covid has 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 changed that now so you know i'm very much tied to you know tied down to working from home mm-hmm. but i can't wait until uh that uh lifts you know wisdom is a what we're a fully remote startup so i'm not tied to any one place so so yeah that that's my answer there
0: i can relate I can so relate to that. I like the freedom of being able to be anywhere and everywhere and still make a contribution, you know, whether it's somewhere where it's warm or, you know, somewhere where it's a little remote or somewhere in between. I've told myself as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can go anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) I can...
1: Wi-Fi power, power. Wi-Fi
0: and electricity yeah exactly yeah. I think those are, those kind of go hand in hand but yeah I, I can totally relate to that so my next question is if you woke up tomorrow morning with an extra 100 million dollars in your bank account what is the first thing you would do
1: So the first thing I would do is uh, I would ensure that I gifted my parents the retirement that they deserve because they've worked really hard and they've made uh, a lot of sacrifice, you know, for the family and, and for their children. And th- that's the first thing I would do.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like um, I'm the oldest of five kids. I have four siblings, three sisters and a brother. And I remember being very young and my dad saying, okay, whichever one of you becomes a millionaire first, you need to buy us a house. <laughs> and so, oh, and so, yeah. I, so, so then when I was a teenager, you know, they bought their first home. I said, okay, so do I still have to buy you a house now? <laughs> Is that still required? But no, I I can appreciate that. Our parents, they've, you know, my parents too, you know, they've made sacrifices so that myself and my siblings can, can, can do so much more than they probably ever imagined that we would be able to do. So I could I can relate to wanting to make sure that the parents are well taken care of. So now next one is um, I have a bit of a sweet tooth, and so I like to ask my guests, "What is your favorite dessert?"
1: So it's it's apple crumble, which I believe is a traditional uh, British dessert. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's an apple crumble. Let's not confuse it with apple pie. You know, it's, it's not a pie. It is uh, a layer of cooked apple with like kind of oats and crumble on top of it. So yes, yeah, so that's my favorite dessert. Crumble.
0: That sounds good. Yeah. So with so I feel like I've I feel like I've seen an apple crumble. Maybe it was at Starbucks. I'm sure it's not as good as the apple crumble that you could get in the UK. But um, I like. I think- I, is do they
1: have it at Starbucks? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I doubt it. I haven't seen it. The closest thing that I've seen in America is uh, at the Cheesecake Factory. There's this dessert that is like, it's shaped like an apple mm-hmm. and it's kind of like pastry and a bit crumbly on the outside and then there's cooked apple on the inside. Uh, at least to my knowledge, that's the closest thing I found stateside.
0: Okay, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. I might be, I might be thinking of a strudel that maybe
1: that's what, Ah, I mean. yes, apple strudel, which is really great too. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like cooked fruit. I like um, cooked pear, <laughs> cooked, Like, but then some people think cooked fruit, cooked fruit is like really gross. But I really like it.
0: <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, my mom makes a mean apple pie. Like, it's definitely like one of her. She does apple pies and peach cobbler, but I would say her apple pie is definitely one of my one of my favorite desserts so last question here is on a rainy day and i know this is a tricky one because i i hear it rains a lot in london so on a rainy day what do you enjoy doing most
1: yeah that, that, that that's a really great question i'm going to give you a two-fold answer okay. because it rains because it it, it does rain uh, so much in london it's um, it's often it's perpetually gray and i think now with climate change like even in this summer it's still very wet So, I do have a policy which is that I do not allow the British weather to impact my plans. So, I am not one of those people who will cancel meeting up with a friend because it's raining, because I figure that if I let the weather dictate my plans, my plans will always be changing. So, typically on a rainy day, it doesn't disturb what I want to do. Uh, However, uh, if it's a really cold, rainy day, I'm really happy to nest at home. That, that that's definitely one of my one of my favorite things to do.
0: I like that you said you will not allow the weather <laughs> to disrupt or change your plans and I have to laugh because as a southern Californian, you know, as an LA girl, if it rains it's almost, there might as well be a blizzard. (laughs) There might as well be a blizzard because the world of like Los Angeles and Southern California, we don't do rain. And it's, it's definitely quite the opposite where If we had plans to meet up for a brunch and there's rain outside, it's like a text message that comes through saying, okay, girl, so maybe another day. And so I'm glad to, I'm going to start to adopt a little bit of your mentality, like not to let the weather disrupt, you know, our plans because weather is weather, you know, it's going to happen. And our rain, I'm sure is nothing in comparison to what people experience in other parts of the world. (laughs) So I appreciate that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that one with me.
1: Well, I must confess, sometimes on on, on television, because of course I think we see a lot of television in California, Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I see people wearing coats, like coats down to their knees and I'm always so puzzled <laughs> like how did it get cold enough? like where are you
0: going yeah <laughs> it's, it's solely for fashion I promise it's solely for fashion like I was going shopping last night for an event I'm going to this weekend that's in the Bay Area which is typically cooler climates than in Southern California but when I say cooler I mean like 60s it's really not that cold and um we're in the store and I'm there with my partner and I'm looking at this like cashmere knee length coat and she's like, where are you going to wear that? I'm like, I don't know. It might be cold at the bay. So I understand we do wear it for fashion, but I guarantee there's, um, there's probably lots of Southern Californians who have coats and jackets and scarves and gloves that we will bring out if the weather drops below 75. (laughs) So it's it's never quite warranted though. It's really just for the look.
1: Got it. (laughs)
0: Good to know. Yes. So, so when you see that happening, you can know, okay, it's probably only like 60 degrees out there, but they have on a full length trench coat. Yeah. So the next thing I want to share is um, some a little game that I call complete the sentence. And I'm just going to give you two sentence prompts and you can take up as much or as little space as you like completing them. The first one is, I
1: know I'm fed
0: up when...
1: For me, it's when my brain starts to short circuit, and I become cut in my responses. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, I think in communication, it is not just what you say; it is how you say it, and you know, words have meanings, and, and they make people feel. So, yeah, I I know I'm fed up when my um yeah when when my communication becomes uh, cut.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's how I have a son. He's 20 years old now. And he says, I can tell via text even when you're fed up because <laughs> your responses are like, okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there's there's nothing else that comes after that. So yeah, that's I can relate to that. How about I am happiest when?
1: I'm happiest when... When tra typically, I'm gonna say when traveling, when you're touching down in a city, in a place, and there's no work to do, that there's there's nothing on my to-do list. I'm happiest when the only agenda is fun. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't happen so often these days. You know sometimes when you're having fun, but you know that after the fun you've got to go do something like for me right. that's not as fun so <laughs> I like it when I like it when um, like sometimes if I'm like, I'm 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 the planner right so when I go on holiday with friends even if it's like a four day something like I'm the one that will do the agenda send it to the group chat and yeah I just I like it when the schedule is just fun yeah that, that's the only objective
0: yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time. This retreat that I went on over the weekend, it was, you know, four days, we drove about two hours away from LA and had this beautiful house. And there was nothing on the agenda, but getting there. That was it. There was like a great hot tub. There was hiking trails. The, the house was gorgeous. The weather was perfect. And at one point I remember sitting and asking my friends, So is is it okay that we're doing nothing right now? And they said, yeah, that's what we're here to do. And so we just leaned into that. So yes, when the only agenda is fun, I I can appreciate that.
1: This is it. And when you've got good people and good company, I mean like what do you need? What do you need?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. The the last thing I like to share on the podcast is a little micro moment of meditation. As the calm coach, um, my mediums of connection are through meditation and breath work, and of course, really thought provoking conversations like this one. So before we go, I just want to invite you into a, just a moment of meditation. So wherever you're seated, go ahead and get comfortable if you are not already. And if you'd like, you can close your eyes and just take a deep breath in through your nose and a long breath out through your mouth. And we're going to imagine stepping into a time machine. And this time machine looks however you decide. And we're gonna go all the way back, back in time. And when you step out of this time machine, the first person you see is your 16 year old self. What do you say?
1: So I would tell my 16-year-old self that it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I, I think when I was 16, and of course a lot of it was about academics and achievement and doing well, and bringing good grades home. And similar to you, I'm also the oldest. So there was also a pressure to set an example. Mm-hmm. And so I was always stressing and pushing to get, you know, that 75%, 80%, mm-hmm. uh, 90%. Um, but I would go back and tell myself, it, it doesn't need to be perfect that I think in life, what determines how we progress and how far we progress It's not just your qualifications on paper, it's how you communicate, how you execute your work ethic and how you make people feel uh, alongside your achievements on paper. And I would go back and, and reassure of that because sometimes this quest for perfection or getting things right enough, like oftentimes, it, it, I think it's only required in certain fields and certain areas of life, right? Like, um, I don't know, if the doctor is operating on me, by all means, go for that 100%. Yes, because yeah. I need this procedure done. I've probably a you can get it. But oftentimes, you know, in life and tech and building and projects, you know, sometimes like 70% is okay. Mm -hmm. And what is it they say? Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.
0: Right, right, agreed, agreed. So we're going to take a moment and step back into this time machine. And this time we're going to go all the way forward. We don't know how far forward, but we're going to go all the way to the end. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: So I want to be, I want to be, first of all, I want to be memorable, um, (laughs) but I want to be remembered as somebody who made a difference to the unheard voices and to the underestimated people and to the underrepresented people.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good one. So we're back in our time machine and we're coming back to the present moment where you have created an amazing opportunity for people to be heard, to be seen as a creative and as a coach being invited to be a part of the wisdom community definitely made me feel that my little bit of influence was actually making a difference. And so you, you are definitely standing in that work right now. You have put so much time and energy and effort and intention into what you've created through wisdom. And I'm sure there's lots of other exciting things up your sleeve that are going to be coming in the future. So I just want to affirm you and commend you for, for doing this work and for being an inspiration to people like myself to keep showing up and to keep taking up space and to keep standing for something that matters. So I just want to say thank you, Dio, so much. I appreciate you for your presence and your participation, for being a guest on my podcast. And if there's anything you'd like to share with the listeners, any exciting news or how they can find more about you, then I'll let you go ahead and take up as much space as you like to do that.
1: thank you so much for having me like i've I've thoroughly i've thoroughly really enjoyed this and i would just tell those listening in uh yeah download wisdom and give it a try if you go to the apple store and you search for wisdom we will come up if you want to read more about us our website is at wisdom.audio you can absolutely follow us we're on all socials linkedin twitter instagram uh Facebook hopefully I remember hopefully I've remembered all of the the major uh social media you'll find us there and yeah I think I think that's it that's
0: it okay well again I want to say thank you so much I was
1: gonna say is it Okay. okay if I do that last bit again
0: yeah, we can do that part again. Yeah, no oh, problem.
1: Thank, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, no. Okay. My, my brain is so fried and I was going through the social networks.
0: Oh yeah, I was looking at the list. I was like, okay, she's hitting all of them so far. But yeah, go right ahead.
1: was something was convincing te- me in my head, I forgot. But but I, did, I didn't I did forget. The
0: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and yeah.
1: Yeah, just, just the post. So, okay, I'll go again. Um, okay. So just to let the listeners know, the listeners, the listeners, let me go again. Okay. so just to let our our listeners know if you want to check out wisdom just go to the apple store and search for wisdom you're definitely going to find us and hit download and if you want to know more about wisdom and the company you can find us at wisdom.audio and we are all over socials on instagram twitter LinkedIn, and Facebook. And you can follow us for wisdom. We regularly feature our top creators. We regularly share wisdom. And yeah, that's it. Thank you.
0: Awesome. That sounds good. Thank you so much, Dio. I will um, stop our recording now. And... it's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.